Hey everybody, this is Jonathan Conlon and I have sitting next to me the one and only John Gastaska. Yes. Welcome to Real Talk NYC. With John uh, and Jonathan. With, we'll say our names again. And uh, today we are talking about statistics for May of 2022. They just came out. So we have a lot of different data points to go through, but first and foremost, hi, John. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> How are I, you? I'm doing really oh, well because good. I'm sitting right next to you. How are you doing? Good. I know. We rarely get to do this. I know that. We skipped last month. We were separate, I think. So yes, we were. So it's, it's great to see you as always. Good to see you. Uh, I like the fact that we're very close. I know. Anyway. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about stats. So we're right? going to talk about stats. So May 2022, I was just on the phone with one of our good friends from Douglas Elliman and chit-chatting a little bit about the market. And everybody's basically saying the same thing, which is business is very strange right now. We have a lull in the market. We're feeling it across the board. And the statistics basically are backing that up this month or from the May 2022 end of the month statistics are down across the board. But as always, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And when you look historically speaking, much like interest rates, which we'll talk about, historically speaking, the market is still transacting. Things are still happening. Correct. So with that, why don't you kick it off with contract signed? So signed contracts May of this year were 1,332 versus in April of 1,521 contracts. So month over month, they've decreased 12%. But then if we look year over year, contracts are down about 18%. So in 2021, May of 2021, there were 1,600 contracts signed. So Last Which was May, the second strongest last May. Last May was the second strongest May ever. And then this May 2022 was the second year-over-year -year decline. So if you look at April of this year to April of last year, there was a decline. That was the first decline. And then May versus May of last year, second decline. What that is telling us is that there's a shift in the marketplace. And why don't you talk about the price points of yeah. where... You know what's decreasing and yeah, so go when from you, there. When we break it down to price points, so we go up to a million, a million to two, two to three, three to five, and over five million, those different categories, every category of price is down. The low end 14%, on the high end 28%. So so we do see it across the board. There's no one pocket that's faring a you know you can look at one to two million is only down 14 percent two to three million is down double that 28 percent so there there's a, a shift there and it seems up to about two million you have a little less of a down downward turn and but again over five and and over two and especially when you get over five those that upper price point is is struggling a little bit more the numbers are down a little bit more we're off you know uh, almost a quarter of where we were last year but again last year being the second strongest May ever, it still means a lot of transactions happening but the ones that are happening are, the renovated apartments where people can just literally bring their toothbrush or do very minor cosmetic changes and the apartments that are priced really well. Um, it is a very price-driven market. And with those interest rates ticking up has only heightened people's sensitivity to the ultimate price point. I think people are nervous. Sellers are nervous now because their apartments are not moving as quickly. Buyers are nervous saying, well, I think that the rates are still too high or now that they've gone up so high, which we'll address in a minute. 
And so there's this psychological pause. And we as real estate brokers have to, we spend most of our day now counseling clients. But our market can always market. turn. I mean, exactly. it, it always changes. It ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. And it, we saw that 2021 was an anomaly where it was busy and, and crazy busy for such uh, an extended period of time with the pent up demand from 2020. Right. So it's not surprising to me that now the market is trying to correct itself and get back to some sort of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's a, it's a slow shift and it doesn't freeze up. And that's what the statistics are telling us is that it's not, you know, it's not like our market froze up. So now whether that trend and our downward trend now continues through the summer and then the fall season kicks up busyness, it's, We'll tell you in six months. Exactly. It's very challenging for anybody to say. So let's look at the uh, that the inventory numbers. Current inventory is 7,272. So 7,272 active listings. That's up 5% versus April of this year, but it's down 7% year over year. So we're still in a really reasonable amount of units on the market. Yeah. I would call it a very rational market. And then if you look at active listings, the active listings have not been lower since 2017. And 2017 was our peak year, I think outside of last year, right? Yeah, pre-COVID peak. Pre-COVID peak. So we are still in a reasonable amount of units. It's not as though a couple thousand units have flooded this market. Yeah. So, And I think that's sellers saying, you know what? It's it's craziness in the stock market. Let's just let sleeping dogs lie for right now and let's wait and see what happens, which is there's always that element when there's the shifting market. Correct. Whereas before that, when you had really low interest rates, really low inventory, and especially like through 2021, people were like, if they're thinking about selling in the next couple of years, Let's get it get out it there. Right get it out yeah. there. Let's sell it. And agents, rightfully so, should have been advising them to do that. And that's why so much business was to be had. Dude. So it was it was the right thing to do, especially now seeing the market sort of starting to correct a bit. How much? We shall see. The mm -hmm. last data point is the days on market. Days on market is a little bit funny now because days on market, just to remind every all the listeners, is from the day that the, an apartment's made active on the market, it comes to market. It's listed out there publicly to the day that it goes to contract. So because our sales process here can be 60 to 90 days at, at a minimum, uh, so, so it's not to closing, it's to the day that we go to contract. So these contracts signed. It is actually down 30% versus last year at that time, which is a huge number, but there's explanations behind it. Again, the grain of salt is because those statistics aren't locked in, until we go to contract on something, it's not accounting for all the inventory that's come on the market that's been sitting there. And there is a lot of it. There's a lot of inventory that's been trying to trade for a long time, either because the seller is unrealistic in terms of pricing uh, and won't adjust down, or the market has just really not responded and it's just a dead market. And there are these dead zones that we're seeing out there, Midtown being one of them, uh, the Pied-a-Terre market being another one that just there's not a lot of active buyers out there from what we're seeing. So, so the ones that have transacted, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the ones that are renovated, ready to be moved into, we're seeing those still go to contract within two to three weeks, mm -hmm. which is about as fast as it can. And that's dragging down that days on market. 
those longer ones that have been on the market for a long time, will not that number doesn't lock in until they go to contract, till it actually trades. And I think what we'll see is a lot of those long, and we, we, you know, we're, we have a couple of them that we've had on the market for a while that the market's moving against us now in terms of what we think we're going to ultimately be able to get. Correct. Those will actually just be taken off the market, never lock in a days on market. So it it always have, there's always a story behind days on market. And I think especially in the last, this year in particular, the, the thing is, is that we've only, the things that have traded are only the ones that are priced really well and renovated and uniquely positive. They have those unique qualities that people deem positive. Mm -hmm. So that skewed all those numbers down. So it is a six-year low of of just over 100 days, which is an extremely low figure. So Um, I I think that it's, it's very important for the audience to, because we throw a lot of different numbers at the audience every month. And I think distilling through the signed contracts, the decrease in the signed contracts, the increase, slight increase of the inventory, the days on market that are actually dropping. How does one make sense of the real estate market? So I think you tapped into it when you said that the apartments which we're finding are moving very readily. They're unique apartments that are really pretty, that are moving well and that are extremely well priced and the audience the buyer pool is viewing them as a good solid value that's what i want to that's what i um that's what they want to buy yeah the apartments that are in need of renovation they must be priced at a significant discount in order to get them to move so where we're going to leave the audience is with this we have to leave Yes, we're going to have to say goodbye. It's but, been long. But enough. I think that it's very important that if you are a buyer in this marketplace, in my opinion, and remember, this is John and Jonathan's opinions. Well, you can speak. For I believe that there's a significant amount of real estate that is overpriced relative to the buyer pool in our marketplace. And when I say overpriced, if the listings are not moving, right, there's going to be a disconnect. So you bring your pricing down to a point where the market responds. And if you're a buyer in this market, work with a qualified buyer, with a broker to submit lower offers. Like, Don't be afraid like John to submit. Gustavo. I will submit lower offers for you. And yeah. if the sellers are not willing to negotiate on those offers, then they are really not real sellers, period. Because if the apartments are, and you look at the at the, the listings, and there's a lot of apartments that have been in the market for quite some time right yeah. now. So Personally, yeah. I think, and the last thing, the four and a half percent, five percent interest rates, they're still very, very, very yeah. low, historically speaking. So it's a real good time to find a good Manhattan apartment, yeah. in my opinion. And it's all very specific. We were just talking to Ashton on our team the other day, and he said, listen, I have somebody that wants to talk to me about buying versus selling. Let's just do some role playing and, you know, talk of like, what would you buying tell them? Renting? Buying versus renting. renting. Yeah, sorry. And, um, you know, it's really... Uh, subject to your individual situation. And I said, listen, if you're a primary buyer, primary user, um, looking to live in a space for five to seven years, you're going to be financing. And you know, you're pretty much, I mean, there's no guarantees, but you know, you're going to be here. As is most of the time the case, buying makes more sense than renting. Definitely. If you're here on a uh, one year, you've never lived in New York City and you're just coming here right out of the gates, you know, should you jump into the market and just buy a place? 
you know, maybe not as, as pertinent to that, you know, maybe not as, as, a, uh, as smart of a move, but it is uh, always very much tailored to the specific client that we're talking to. So it warrants a whole nother conversation, which is what are your goals? What's your five-year you know, plan, five to seven-year plan, et cetera. On the same token, if you're a pied-a-terre buyer and you've been thinking about buying a place in Midtown Manhattan, now is a great time to come in and find a space and be one of the only games in town and get yourself a good uh, a good transaction a definitely. good price on a place you know definitely. you got a lot to choose really, from really good condos so, out there that are priced well and call us yeah we'll be happy to in fact oh my god we have somebody oh. calling us right now i love that it is it's our new seller all calling right. me you know what i would say to you i would buy an apartment from you anytime i, I think that i i'm going to go out and look for an apartment right now I, and i would work with ashton any day of oh. With that, <laughs> he comes in right at the right time. Yeah. Listen, thank you all for being here, Bud. Great to see you. We'll see you next month. For now, be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in. Remain in gratitude. If you need anything, you want to talk about your specific situation, reach out to us. Love to speak to you. Love to work with you. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gastaskaconventine.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Gustaska Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.